0: Hello, thank you for downloading this Downtown Hope Sermon Podcast. We're a faith-based community in the city of Annapolis, Maryland, orienting our lives around Jesus and exists to see the people of our city, region, and world thrive with the hope found in his gospel. Now, please enjoy the sermon podcast. We've been journeying through Luke's gospel, and the title of our series is Fulfilled. And we're looking at God's promises fulfilled in Jesus And today we find ourselves in Luke chapter 19. Um, And as we look at Luke chapter 19, uh, in the back of our minds, I want us to kind of have this idea of the church on mission. Uh, One of the things that we share in our gospel for life is the reality that about 80 percent of uh, the population, 80 percent of our friends, 80 percent of the people that we uh, just share life with are disengaged from the church if they're not disengaged uh, because they've never experienced the church, maybe they were in the church or part of the church at one time, and then uh, circumstances, whatever, something happened, and they're now disengaged. So about 80%, uh, 80% of people disengage. And so what we as a church are constantly praying to the Lord and, and trying to discern is what does it look like to be a church that engages the 80? And so this morning, as it relates to the mission of Jesus, Jesus is very clear. He's very explicit in Luke chapter 19 on what the mission is. Jesus says it is to seek and to save the lost, to seek and to save those that are disengaged. And so that's what Luke chapter 19 is about. It's about Jesus on mission. And so the question uh, that I want us to wrestle with this morning is, what would it look like for a church? What would it look like for Downtown Hope to be a church that joins in on what Jesus is doing? As Jesus is bringing about transformation, what would it look like? What would it look like? What would would be our activity to be on mission in the same way Jesus is? Well, in Luke chapter 19, I believe there's three things he's calling us to do. One is to just open our eyes and see. Look around and and see the people around you. The the second, and this is probably my favorite part, is he, he invites us to open our bellies, to eat. And lastly, there's this constant reminder of the mission. So we need to see people, we need to eat with people, and we need to be reminded of the mission. And so to jump in, I want to read from Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. It'll be on the screen behind me. Luke Luke 19, 1 to 10, a familiar passage about Jesus and Zacchaeus, and it reads as follows. Of Jesus, he entered Jericho and was passing through. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, that is the crowd, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods, I give it to the poor. And if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is the word of God. Let's pray. Almighty God, we bow before you today and just trust um, in your faithfulness as we just sang. And so, Lord, as we journey into the Scriptures, would you point us with clarity to Christ that our lives might ever be transformed for the better. And in in so doing, Lord, may our city be impacted by this great truth, this good news. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. So as it relates to the mission of Jesus, see, the first thing of him and the thing we ought to do is just be observant of the people around us. And so the person we meet in Luke chapter 19 is a man by name, Zacchaeus. And so who grew up in the church? So if you grew up in the church, you know a little bit about Zacchaeus, right? Because we were all forced to sing that song. What do we know about Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed upon... There you go. We know about Zacchaeus, the beloved short man that saw Jesus. But if you were part of the crowd that day, if you were alive at the time of this, Zacchaeus was not a man that was well liked. In fact, Zacchaeus was despised by his contemporaries. When you read in Luke chapter 19, verses 2, it says, verse 2, it says three things about him that would cause problems with his contemporaries. Number one, he was a tax collector. Number two, he was a chief tax collector. And number three, he was rich. What's the problem with being a tax collector? Well, a tax collector in that day made their living by exploiting their people. Him being a tax collector, the Romans would charge tax collectors by, of receiving tax from the population. But what tax did is they would, they would take more than what was asked so they can pocket it. So if the Roman officials said tax is 50 bucks, they would charge a hundred so they can give the Romans 50, and they would pocket the other 50. Zacchaeus made his living by betraying his fellow brothers and sisters. And as a result of that, being the chief tax collector, this brother was at the top of the biggest pyramid scheme I know. Because not only is he pocketing what people are given, he's pocketing what the tax collectors are given. He is a chief tax collector. He is hated by his people. He's an outsider. He is someone that is detached and disengaged. This is the person you would not invite to your home. And because of this, there's no way Zacchaeus would be out with the crowd waiting to see Jesus. I mean, think about it. If we were there and we heard Zacchaeus was in the crowd, oh, this is what we've wanted from day one. Think about it. We don't like this man, and he's in a crowd. I don't know. I don't know. Like, Brian, if I was there, you know what I would do? I said, we can take him out right now. And no one's going to know. No one's going to complain. I'd like, boom, boom, boom. He's done. (laughs) Jesus keeps on going, and all we know is Zacchaeus is gone, and no one is going to cry foul. No one liked him. But what we see of Zacchaeus is he wanted to see Jesus. And the Bible explicitly says he couldn't on account of the crowd, It's so easy for us to draw negative conclusions about the people that are detached or disengaged. It's so easy for us to look at folks and, and make a determination based upon maybe the clothes they wear, where a person lives, even how they speak, whether or not they have an accent. And it can all cause us to make assumptions about the people who live around us. But it's these very assumptions that keep us from seeing people. This is what's taking place with Zacchaeus. No one is paying attention to Zacchaeus. Jesus is in town, so Zacchaeus comes up with a master plan. Verse 4, he runs ahead. Why does he run ahead? Because the crowd is not going to be there. He climbs into a sycamore tree to see Jesus, for Jesus was about to pass the way. Zacchaeus is hiding in a tree. Here's a rich tax collector. He's a very powerful person. Friends, powerful people don't hide. Zacchaeus does not want to be seen. I mean, think about it. Think about a politician that you don't like. And don't say their name. You hear... Think, think about it. and there's some big entourage coming into town. We're, we're, there's a parade, we're on West Street, hurrah. And all of a sudden, out of your corner of your eye, you look at the top of a building, and you see this dignitary hiding. Zacchaeus does not want to be seen, but he's spotted. And so what if we opened our eyes and began to see the people around us? What if we took the time to get to know, to get to know the people next to us if we did we might discover then that they're not so evil after all because everyone has a story and at the end of the day every person walking planet earth uh desires to belong they're looking for a place to be accepted and a place to be cared for that is the situation and so jesus sees him and says come down Friends, if we want to see the mission of Jesus fulfilled in Annapolis, if we want to see the mission of Jesus fulfilled in our households, if we want to see the mission of Jesus impact where we are, we got to open our eyes and see the people around us. And when we see the people, we can't see them by their faults. We can't look at someone and, make a, and, and, and look at them as a tax collector or as a person that makes bad decisions or as a person that wears weird clothes. We got to see them as a person made in the image of God. When you begin to see people, it creates an opportunity to do the second thing, to eat with people. And one of the things when you read this passage, you got to pay attention to Jesus' movement. In Luke chapter 19, verse 1, we're told that Jesus enters Jericho and he's passing through. Everyone take note of that. What is Jesus doing? He's passing through what? He's passing through Jericho. Now, if you've been journeying with us in Luke's gospel, in Luke chapter 9, we learn that Jesus begins a journey towards some place. Does anyone know where Jesus is going? Someone said it. Say it with confidence. Jerusalem. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, and his face is set there. When you get to Luke chapter 18, the account with the blind beggar, it says as he was approaching Jericho, you get to 19 verse 1, and Jesus is passing through with no intention to stop there. He's passing through. Jesus is moving through the town on his way to Jerusalem, but on his way to Jerusalem, passing through, he makes a detour. in verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. Jesus, who was passing through, something was going on between what Zacchaeus desired, what Jesus saw, Jesus' mission, he sees him, and Jesus says, pause. I'm going to stay here. Jesus detours and invites himself into the house of the town villain. This is unthinkable. To go to his house, to eat with him? Friends, that's the mission. And so in our conversations over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about what that looks like. But very simply, what we see in Luke chapter 19 is one of the ways to engage the disengaged is to eat with people. Like we need to open our homes to folks. We need to allow ourselves to be invited to the homes of friends, family members, and watch Jesus work. Jacob, Joey, and I we were in a conversation earlier this week, and J- Jacob mentioned a phenomenal book that I think everyone should read. It's called A Meal with Jesus. Tim Chester, he says this of Jesus's mission. He says, Jesus's mission strategy was a long meal stretching into the evening. He'd eat evangelism and discipleship around a table with some grilled fish, a loaf of bread, and a pitcher of wine. He's the Lord. Hallelujah. That's the ministry I want to be a part of. Think about it. You don't need a seminary degree to do that. You just need to know how to cook decently. And if you don't know how to cook decently, just have salt and pepper. That fixes any meal. And literally, just get with people. Jesus says, I'm coming to your house today. Think about the, the memories. I don't know about you. I have so many memories gathered around the meal. I think about Thanksgiving meal at my home with my family, and the, the fun times we have during that meal. I think about the meals I have with friends, with coworkers. workers And I learned from Jesus, my wife, Sandra, she thinks I'm crazy. Maybe you think I'm crazy, too, but I have a tendency, I have the bad habit of inviting myself to people's homes. Sandra says, stop doing it. Like, I remember I went to a conference. Uh, with uh, fellow pastors. Didn't know anyone. I met a family from Tennessee. He just seemed cool. I said, we're coming to your house. And we literally went to his house. Sandra was like, we don't know them. I was like, does it matter? We've never been to Tennessee. Let's do it. We literally spent a week with complete strangers. It was cool. But friends, that's what we ought to do. We ought to see the people around us. See this as an opportunity for a Dine. And watch the mission of Jesus. We can do this. And you, so, so Jesus, you know, he, this is what's happening. He's, he, there was no time to stay in Jericho. He was passing through. He stops and says, I'm coming to your house to dine. And this is great, right? Jesus dining with Zacchaeus and the crowd around gathered celebrating, right? No. What does Luke chapter 19 verse 7 say? When they saw it, they grumbled. Townspeople were upset. How could he? Now the town is saying in chapter 18, they're celebrating Jesus after healing the blind beggar. Now they're saying he is gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. The crowd doesn't even have the decency to call Zacchaeus by name, they identify him with his problem. He's eating with a sinner. Why does Jesus even do this? Why pause in Jericho? I think it's just an expression of his love. He sees a person, he eats with the person, and we learn the mission to seek and to save what's lost. He's expressing his love. In fact, that's what we see throughout Luke's gospel, is this unexpected expression of love to people that we just wouldn't expect it. Right? I mean, look at, you read about the Good Samaritan. You read a tax collector and the Pharisee in the temple. You you read about Jesus' interaction with children. All this, and it's like Jesus goes after the very people. The crowd is cast out, and it changes lives. Look at what happens to Zacchaeus. Verse eight: Zacchaeus stood. Now they're at the table. He stands and says to the Lord, "Behold, Lord, the half of all my goods I give to the poor." And one of the things that's fascinating about this is, you remember, we read this last week, Luke chapter 18, the rich ruler, right? And Jesus says, go sell everything. And he said, I can't do that. Walks away sad. But here you have Zacchaeus doing the very thing that seemed impossible. Half my goods I give to the poor. And if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. fourfold. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house since he also is a son of Abraham. Verse 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And so that is the mission. We got to remind ourselves of the mission. See people, eat with people, and be reminded of the mission. Seeking to save that which is lost. No restrictions. There's no one who's not um, able to benefit from that. It's not just for the insiders. This is also for those we might deem outsiders. Friends, the church exists for this mission. We exist to bring the good news of God's salvation to a world that desperately needs good news. And so as we interact in our days, are we more like the crowd or are we more like Jesus? So if we're going to be like Jesus in his mission, we must be willing to go to places and to do things that even the crowd may not like. To see people, to eat with people, and to live our life on mission. And guess what? It's hard. It's difficult. This, this week, I, put, I found myself in a situation that like, it, it caused... I got to just be honest with you. You see this David up here, this nice David. I got a Bible in my hands and i like to open it up. But there's this other David, this bad David. We, we kind of keep him away. That David almost came out this week. I was in downtown Annapolis, you know, by the boats. So I wanted to get lunch, so I went to Mission Barbecue, and that Mission Barbecue, I said, do I eat in or do I eat out? I decided, let me just be quick and let me get back to work. So I'm going back to what I think is my car, and I see the door is open. So I'm like, okay, that can't be my car. Wait, I think I parked there. Am I that absent-minded that I don't even remember to close the door? So just to make sure, I pull out the little clicker, and I'm like, beep, beep, and then someone gets out of the car. And I'm like, this is an opportunity for a bad day. So I'm like thinking, like, if I like just go to his throat, I could, like, I could like really take him out. But if someone from downtown Hope might be there, so I can't do this. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like struggling here because I want to hurt this guy. Like, how do you go in someone's car? So I'm like, dog, what are you doing? He said, I didn't do nothing. I'm like, no, we're about to have a situation right here. What what did you do? So now I'm in front of like, what did you do? He's like, I didn't do nothing. I'm like, what's in your pockets? I didn't do nothing. So I said, all right. I said, fine. I said, I'm going to let him go. Good Dave is out. No bad Dave. I can come back to church on Sunday, no problems. Because if there was problems, we'd be streaming this from prison because it was not going to be nice. So I go in the car and then the, the, the center console is open and I have my AirPods in the center console and they're gone. So I was like, this guy. So I get out the car and he's still standing there, like he's waiting for me to see that he robbed me, right? So I'm like, dude, what did you do? I said, what do you need? I said, you, I'll get you a meal. I'll give you the money. in my like, what's, what's this, what's going on? And he said, man, I got nothing. And he said, I'm sorry. He literally emptied his pocket. He, he, he had the AirPods. And I didn't even know. I keep my car keys separate from my house keys just because I'm absent minded. So then he said, Oh, I took your keys too. And I'm like, What's, I was like, Man, what, like, can I, what, what? And, then, and the guy just embraced me. He just hugged me. It would felt like for an eternity. He said, Man, I got, he said, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, man, this is what it's about. This is us living our lives where we just see people. And before we like just jump on people, it's like, wait, Lord, is this an opportunity? He wouldn't give me his information. He said his phone was broke, so the best I could do was give him my meal and we parted ways. But what would it look like for us to be the hands and feet of Jesus? Again, There's gonna be times for us to fully proclaim the power of the gospel. Other times it's gonna be to extend mercy. Man, I can't help but be reminded. This is Luke chapter 19 and Luke chapter 18. Jesus gives a parable and he tells us, he says this parable because the people of that day thought themselves to be righteous and they looked at others with contempt. Mark McGeever spoke on this message, the, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And do you remember the situation? The Pharisee and his righteousness prayed, and, and the tax collector, he says, standing afar off, he knew he couldn't go into the temple to ask for prayer. He knew that. So away from the very place, the temple was the place people went to offer sacrifices and to receive mercy. But here is this tax collector on the outside, disengaged, crying out to have. God, is there a place I can find mercy? Friends, there are so many people that are neighbors, our friends, our co-workers, family members. They're looking for a place to find mercy, and they're not going to make it into the temple. But if we remember Jesus' mission to seek and to save the lost, if we open our eyes to see, if we look at those opportunities just to share meals, Jesus might use those moments to show mercy to people. And it will be transformative. It felt good to get my keys back. It felt good to get these things back. But it must have felt great for that, the people of that day, for Zacchaeus to give back what he had taken. And so my prayer for us is as we journey into what we're calling the estuary, we reduce it with our eyes open with our bellies ready, being reminded of his mission. And I pray that in Christ's name. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we, we're yours. Um, and we, we, we recognize that we too, like Zacchaeus, are um, loved by you not because we do good things. We, we do good things because we're loved by you and the love in which you saw us even when we were hiding. You saw us when we didn't want to be seen, and you rescued us. And so, Lord, we too want to pause and just think about the friends, the family members, coworkers, neighbors, whoever. But might this be the week where we actually pay attention to see those around us? Might, be this, might this be the week where we look for the opportunity to share a meal? Uh, might this be the week where we... Uh, Remember the mission. But so, Lord, would you use us in the days ahead and the weeks ahead to be neighborly, to extend love, to extend mercy for the sake of your work. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen.